0: From the Western Riverside Council of Governments, I'm Rachel Singer, and this is CODcast. The Inland Empire Center for Entrepreneurship at California State University San Bernardino, also known as IECE, supports the efforts of students, aspiring entrepreneurs, and small business owners in the Inland Empire by developing a wide range of programs and services. Their efforts have provided assistance to approximately 70,000 individuals and have been recognized globally as one of the top 35 entrepreneurship programs. Today, to share more about the IECE and their efforts, we welcome Dr. Mike Stoll, Director of the IECE, to the podcast. So, Mike, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Rachel, it's a pleasure to be a part of this.
0: So, let's just start off. Um, can you share a little bit about yourself? How long have you lived in the Inland Empire?
1: Well, this will, Rachel, this will date me a little bit, but it's, <laughs> uh, I have lived in the Inland Empire for fifty-five years.
0: Okay. Wow. Did you, so part, um, what, 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 parts did you live in?
1: Um, mostly in, um uh, San Bernardino County. Um, I've lived in, let's see, Rialto, Colton, San Bernardino, uh, Redlands, Yucaipa. Uh, okay. so I've, 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 uh, done a, done a little bit of a tour of the Inland Empire and, uh, you know, have, have traveled extensively and done business, um, throughout, Riverside and San Bernardino counties um, in my entire adult life, so um, it's, awesome. been, it's been really interesting to see the development and growth, um, and and how the the region has evolved um, over the years. So that having that perspective, I think is helpful as we we craft programs and services and and try and uh, for all for all intents and purposes try to create the future for the region.
0: For sure. And and that kind of leads into my next question. So um, as the director of IECE, can you just share a little bit about the history, um, the development under your leadership?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. The, the Center for Entrepreneurship, um, IECE, was established in 1999. And after a couple of years of efforts from two faculty members, Pat McInturf and Jeannie King, um, that were instrumental in, in bringing the the program to life. One of the first things that they did as they were putting this initiative together is they reached out to the community um, for feedback and guidance on and input on what they thought and what we thought the center should be able to do. And I was one of those uh, members of the community that they reached out to. And as a result, I became involved in the center as a part of its advisory board um, and helping with some of the initiatives. And then uh, subsequently, two years later, um, they asked me to join the program as the director. Mm-hmm. Um, my goals when I joined the program was to bring an entrepreneurial mindset to the program. I felt that there was an incredible amount of opportunity for the center to be a key player, both on campus in the community in supporting and celebrating entrepreneurship as a, as a really fundamental part of our region, um, as, particularly as it relates to economic development. And being a huge, passionate fan of education um, and entrepreneurship and economic development, it was just like this this natural fit. It was an incredible opportunity Mm -hmm. to really get in there and start to to make a difference. And so my goal as the director of the program, um, now my 18th year there, has been to really find unique ways to develop innovative programs and services that are going to have an impact on our region. And mm-hmm. you know, we focus um, obviously as a university, we have academic programs in entrepreneurship and we have um, support programs that help the students that are aspiring to be entrepreneurs. We have all those things, but an equal amount of what we do is in the community. And that's, I think what really sets our center apart from what you might find at other universities is that we're really embedded in the community providing services to small businesses and entrepreneurs, whether they're existing or startup Um, in their quest to either create a business or improve their business or help their business um, through difficult times. So through a variety of programs that we've developed over the years and different funding partners, um, I think we've created a a pretty good um, set of programs and resources that are having an impact in the community.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And it it sounds like the center kind of has holds two hands, it holds the academic hand with its ties to CSUSB, um, Cal State, San Bernardino, and also with the community in the other hand, and so that's really cool. Um, Can you provide some more of the specific resources that are available to businesses given the COVID-19 climate, obviously changing a lot about um, the business landscape, particularly in the Inland Empire?
1: Yeah, one of the things that, you know, we are our, our team within the Center for Entrepreneurship, IECE, you know, we have close to um, 40 people on our team now, and we're looking at expanding and probably adding another, I'm guessing, another 15 to 20 members um, to our team hmm. over the next um, three months. So we're one of the largest centers of entrepreneurship in the United States. And, you know, one of the things that um, we as a leadership team have kind of come around to this idea is that when we look at entrepreneurship in the region, IECE is kind of entrepreneurship in terms of supporting it. We're the most comprehensive um, Mm -hmm. and diverse entity that's out there, both um, providing resources to existing business owners and startups, but also to helping that pipeline, that next gen of Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, which is the students, right? And Mm -hmm. finding ways to connect those two audiences together. Um, Mm -hmm. What we do on the ground helping um, small businesses and entrepreneurs is through really three primary programs. Uh, well, there's really four, but I'll, I'll, I'll focus on three and then add the fourth as a bonus, if you will. Um, <laughs> the The longest running program we have in the Center for Entrepreneurship is called the Women's Business Center. And that's a partnership program with the U.S. Small Business Administration. We're one of a a number of women's business centers located out throughout the United States. We run two women's business centers and they serve um, both Riverside and San Bernardino County. Um, Mm -hmm. They are physically located one in Palm Desert and then one in Colton. Um, And then we also have a a third location, uh, full-time location in Riverside for the women's business center. And what that program does is it focuses on female entrepreneurship and providing resources, mentoring, coaching, counseling, training, um, to female entrepreneurs as they launch and grow their businesses. Um, so that's one of our, that, that is currently for the center. That's our longest running program. We launched that in 2003. Um, hmm. And so it's out there having an incredible impact on the community. The second highlight program, if you will, is our Small Business Development Center. Um, that program um, is uh, based in Riverside and Ontario, but we offer operate a large number of what we call um, um, outreach offices throughout the the region, and in fact, we have uh, out current outreach offices. We have two outreach offices in Temecula and one in Menifee, and so we're providing this like really diverse set of counseling, training, um, resources to help small businesses and entrepreneurs start and grow their business, or if they're already in business. Um, take their business to that next level. So that Small Business Development Center, it's part of a nationwide program, again, done in partnership with the U.S. Small Business Administration. Mm-hmm. And uh, that program has a long history in the Illinois Empire. Um, it's been around since the early 1990s. Um, at one point in time in the late 90s, early 2000s, I was the director of that program. Um, and we've been running that program here at Cal State. San Bernardino as what they would call a host organization uh, for the last eight years. So it has it's a real impactful program in the community. Uh, That's the second program. The third program that we just added to our our, uh, roster of offerings, if you will, uh, back in 2019, is called the State Trade Expansion Program, again, funded by the U.S. Small Business Administration. It's a program that seeks to um, help companies expand their footprint internationally. In other words, do business uh, through exports. And uh, we coordinate that program for the entire state of California and deliver services here locally to our, our local companies. And, and primarily we do that by preparing them for international trade and then also taking them to international trade um, expos and conferences where they can meet buyers. And, um, and you know, our last trade show, I think we had an increase of like $18 million in sales as a result wow. um, for our clients. So it's a really super impactful program. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the third you know big highlight program that we offer. And then uh, fourth, um, although it's not a program that we offer that that's like providing services necessarily, but we do offer a program called Spirit of the Entrepreneur. It's an awards program we do every year. Um it is the largest business event uh, essentially for entrepreneurship in the in the region. And it's a black tie event that we do every November that celebrates the success. Of entrepreneurs in our region, and so as mm-hmm. people have come to it in the past, have said it's sort of like the Oscars of business because <laughs> it's a black tie gala, red carpet. Last year we had a, over a thousand people attend, wow. um, and uh, it's a it's a, an opportunity to really recognize those people that are innovating, taking risks, and helping drive our region economically. And it's just a mm-hmm. fantastic opportunity to step back and say, you know, well done, job well done to people that mm-hmm. oftentimes don't get that sort of recognition. So that's. That's the fourth major thing that we do in the community. And if I would maybe even add a fifth. Um, <laughs> Bonus. We, the, yeah, IECE yes. also does a variety of um, extent, in, intensive entrepreneurial training programs. Uh, we've done some uh, locally as part of the Intech Center with um, Chafee College. But we've also done some in partnership with the state of California doing statewide intensive training. When I say t- intensive, we're talking about 40 hours of training for people that either wanna start a business or grow a business. Mm-hmm. Um, we at, at IECE, we call it the greatest hits of entrepreneurship. We take the best elements of our academic program and distill mm-hmm. them down into 40 hours and, and take them out mm-hmm. to the community. And I was wow. talking to one of the students that graduated from our last cohort. And he said to me, Mike, he said, I've, I've been in business five years. I've tried every training program out there. I've paid thousands of dollars for training programs and this one was free because it was subsidized by our grant. He said, this is easily the best program I've ever participated in. And it was free.
0: Awesome.
1: You know, so he said, I learned, he goes, I, he goes, you would think I would know more after five years of business. He goes, I learned so much in this program that Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting to. So I Mm -hmm. think, so that's the fifth kind of component is we go out and do these really interesting um, programs um, in the community. And it can range from these types of programs where we're doing training for, entrepreneurs to our latest program, which is a program for high school students in entrepreneurship, uh, a summer camp that we do each year that immerses um, high school students in what it takes to be an entrepreneur.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. It's definitely evident that you guys are very much rooted in the community here in the Inland Empire. And so with the broad scope of the types of businesses that you interact with, the type of people that you interact with, um, and as well as just exposure to the region, in your opinion, what do you think are some of the major areas for innovation in the region?
1: Oh, goodness. Wow. That's a that's a really um, great question. And in some sense, it's hard to answer because at that point, we're sort of trying to predict the future. But <laughs> um, I think, you know, we obviously, if we look at some of the existing strengths that the region has, um, I think that's a, that's one area where you're going to see innovation. So obviously, there's a huge footprint of logistics. Um, I think an emerging area that we probably uh, need to spend more time at looking at and developing is the area of cybersecurity. Uh, i think that's a huge component Um, obviously you know there's uh, there's a huge footprint of in our region of um, service-based businesses and we're Mm -hmm. seeing that now particularly in the COVID crisis is how do you how do you innovate and adapt and pivot if you will as a service-based business to provide more value to continue to reach your customers even when perhaps you can't physically interact with them and mm-hmm. so, you know, we're seeing everybody's having to kind of jump in and um, look at new ways of doing things. And so I think part of the part of the ongoing challenge for businesses is to c- continuously be looking at how do we um, innovate our business model? How do we innovate in the way we deliver our products and services? And so mm-hmm. I think there's ample opportunities there for the region to be looking at how what are the latest tools? What are the things that we can be doing? That are going to change the way we do business, not necessarily change mm-hmm. our business, but change the way we do business. Um, but I would definitely go back to I think, you know, leveraging our existing infrastructure and logistics. I think definitely think c- cybersecurity. I think the uh, and, you, and I'm sure you're familiar with the IEgo report. Um, mm-hmm. I think did a, a nice job of delineating some of those areas that that are strengths um, for the the region. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So with that, I think there's it's one thing to identify the areas of opportunity for innovation. And I completely agree with your suggestions. And I think it's a whole it's another step, another link in the chain to encourage that to actually happen. And so what are some of the ways that you think we can better work together to encourage that innovation here in the Inland Empire?
1: Yeah, I think that's a, a really great question. And it's a challenge, you know, because realistically, um, everybody is coming at the the I I don't want to say a problem, but the challenge of innovation Mm -hmm. and growth in the economy from the perspective of their particular city, county, Mm -hmm. um, region, you know, whatever it is. um, And every organization is kind of approaching it from their own perspective. And so the challenge then becomes how do you coordinate those efforts, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that, that that the activities that are taking place are actually synergistic, that they're building on each other. And that I used this example recently when I was talking um, to a group of people in including your organization, uh, and taking an analogy that we are in the region, we are a team, and that everybody um, has something to bring to the table. But that a good team includes people that are, I I used a basketball example, which is, you know, not every team, you don't want to have a team that has five players on the floor that all want to shoot the ball, (laughs) you know, right? Uh, It's no different from building a team as an entrepreneur. If you want to have a good team, you want to have complementary skill sets. You want to have strengths, you know, people that have certain strengths. Other people are building on areas that you don't have. And I think we have to approach building, um, supporting innovation and entrepreneurship in the region in that regard is that everybody has a role to play, but that we need to be thinking about how do we coordinate and effectively leverage each other's efforts. And how do we, you know, I look at it from the perspective of the uh, my center is like we have a pretty strong um, set of programs, activities. And I think I would argue that we're the leading entity around supporting and promoting entrepreneurship in the region. And so how can we leverage some of the things we're doing? How can I leverage what other people are doing? And that's specifically as we've developed programs at IEC over the years, one of the things I was real cognizant of is I didn't want to recreate the wheel. If somebody was already was doing something and doing it well, I wanted to help support that. Um, if they weren't doing it or they weren't doing it well, then to me it was like, okay, how can we add value there? So I think mm-hmm. as a region, we almost need to have a realistic inventory of what's going on, what who's doing what, um, what the gaps are in our ecosystem. I know that that's one of the things that we're interested in, in working with your organization on is ad- identifying the various gaps in the ecosystem in the region. And then, you know, kind of coming together as a group and agreeing that we're going to work on these things. Um, easier said than done, obviously, because <laughs> there's political considerations. There's all mm-hmm. these, you know, these, these inherent boundaries to collective action that exist. And um, that, I think that's, you know, gonna kind gonna of prob- realistically, that's probably the biggest challenge is that, you know, you mm-hmm. um, Do we all need to, does every community need to have a um, pitch competition, right? You know, or should it be a regional thing? I mean, these are the kind of things you have to explore. Um, Mm -hmm. And and everybody has to be willing to kind of be on a team at
0: that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, So kind of switching gears a little bit, I I know I mentioned this previously, but can you share a little bit about the new program, the Master of Science um, in Entrepreneurship and Innovation? Um, What are the outcomes of that program?
1: Yeah, that's a program we've been working on. Somebody was asking me the other day um, about the Master of Science program, and they said, "You know, well, that's a great that's a great idea." Um, how long did it take you to put that together? And I told them it took it, It's taken us three years from conception to um, launching it in August of 2020. So um, the 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 clock moves a little bit slower in the academic environment because of all the. the <laughs> the various processes and hurdles and those kind of things and, you know, getting chancellor's office approval and getting on the academic mm-hmm. master plan, those kind of things. But bottom line mm-hmm. is we, we launch in August of 2020. And the whole idea of that program is that the, we fundamentally start with the fact that there's a specific set of knowledge and competencies that are critical to be successful in an entrepreneurial venture and that are critical to having an entrepreneurial mindset. And so the Master of Science program in Entrepreneurship and Innovation is geared towards people that uh, it, from two, two lenses. One, people that have a strong desire to launch new ventures um, uh, the, of their own, essentially, and want to learn the best practices of how to do that. As I often tell people, I can't teach you everything you need to know about launching a business, but what I can do is teach you the, the key competencies, the, the right knowledge, mm-hmm. the right approaches so that you're going to avoid the mistakes that 99% of the people make when they go to launch a venture, right? And mm-hmm. you know, minimizing mistakes, I think, is the key because we're always going to make mistakes. I have you know, more than 30 years of experience in business, and I recognize that I'm not going to do everything perfectly. There's going to be mistakes. But the reality is if we can avoid the major things. Um, that people make mistakes because they just don't know any better. That's what we want to strive to. So that program is designed to do that at at a really high level, at a master's degree level, give you the state of the art on what it takes to understand Mm -hmm. innovation and understand how to create new ventures. The -hmm. second component to it is um, how can I be more entrepreneurial? How can I apply the entrepreneurial mindset and the entrepreneurial tools in my career? So I may never start a new venture of my own, but I may be a part of leading innovation in an existing organization, or I may be creating new ventures within an existing organization. Mm -hmm. And I point to an example of one of our former students, alumni, that uh, we often say he's one of our best success stories, but he's never started a business. Mm -hmm. He went to work for a a large corporation, a a Fortune 500 company, started at the very bottom level of the organization, entry level, and within six and a half years he was in charge of a 250 million dollar operation for them. Mm. How did he rise so quickly <laughs> in the organization to have such responsibility? It was because he had he in our our parlance he thinks like an owner mm. he applies the entrepreneurial mindset in his job he understands innovation he understands business models he understands risk-taking. He understands all the key things that we need to know to create new things and expand existing organizations. And in his organization, that's what he's done. He's risen through the ranks because he asks the questions that nobody else asks. He does Mm -hmm. the things that nobody else thinks to do. He Mm -hmm. thinks about the business holistically. He thinks as he's the owner Um, and he's driving innovation and new initiatives. And as a result, he gets noticed, right? Because nobody else is doing that. Um, and so he rises rapidly, and now he's kind of there. And in, in, the, in our terminology, we might call somebody like that an intrapreneur. You know, they're an entrepreneur within an existing organization. But we teach entrepreneurship in our, all of our programs, including our Master of Science, as entrepreneurship can happen anywhere. It doesn't matter the context. Um, and I think our center is a great example of that. Our number one core value of our center is that all of our team has to think like an owner. We have to be entrepreneurs. And I, you know, I look back at the history and the trajectory of our Center for Entrepreneurship. It just didn't happen organically. We made these things happen. We built mm-hmm. a globally recognized entrepreneurship program. We were recognized as one of the top 35 programs mm-hmm. in the world uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, it just didn't happen. We made it happen and we made it happen using entrepreneurial approaches, the entrepreneurial mindset. All the things we teach, we use.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think to quote your guys' um, phrase for the center, think like an owner, um, I think that really provides a certain level of like, there's a certain level of empowerment that comes with that and it encourages creativity. So it makes sense why um, your um, intra entrepreneurship intrapreneur, is that what you yes. called him? Yeah, entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> why he did so well in an agency. Um, so kind of looking forward to the rest of 2020, what are some of the major goals that the center has um, moving forward?
1: Well, first and foremost, the the major goal for the remainder of this calendar year is quite directly is to, to be as um, substantive a resource as we can to help small business owners and entrepreneurs through this COVID crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, that's, we've, we uh, obviously our team is operating virtually and we're delivering our services um, to as many people as we can assist through the process of getting access to you know the economic injury disaster loans to the pay, mm-hmm. payroll protection program but also taking a hard look at um, their operations and what what they're doing and 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 what they need to change and what and how they need to, to operate to survive this so a big Big focus uh, is on that, obviously, and our program is going to be uh, getting in additional resources from the Small Business Administration to provide even more services. Which is, uh, I alluded to earlier, we're going to be adding more members to our team over the next 30 to 60 days to help uh, because it's not just about the it's not just about the response to the crisis. It's it's also about the recovery. Um, and I think for the next 12 to 18 months, that's going to be a Mm -hmm. significant part of what we do in the community. And at the same time, um, people have asked me, well, this, this probably is going to have an impact on people wanting to start a business. And, and, you know, if we look at the last recession, um, I think we saw that there was a dip in, in startup activity, but I don't necessarily know, it was completely due to the recession. Um, but what we're finding is this, this type of crisis uh, this type of economic um, dip as well creates opportunity and that mm-hmm. we see an equal number of interesting startups that come out of this um, phase mm-hmm. and all of our programs are in the operating in the community while we're doing less work with startups right now we're still working with startups there's still people that are trying to launch businesses in this um, phase so i think mm-hmm. paying paying close attention to that as well uh, the center also um, uh, on the student side, because we are coordinating the academic programs and then also the support programs for students. We're looking at how can we best affect you know, most effectively continue to deliver that same experiential learning um, experience for our students, but doing it virtually, right? Mm-hmm. So um, in particular, Stacey Alice, my assistant director and I are spending a lot of time on how we can convert a lot of our really high touch, if for lack of a better term, Interactive programs that we do with students into virtual programs. They're still going to meet Mm -hmm. those those learning objectives and keep those students on track and engaged and you know on pace to become that next generation of entrepreneurs in the community. I mean that we view ourselves as a pipeline for entrepreneurial talent um, to go into organizations, but to also start their own businesses. And so, how Mm. do we keep them on track because they're going to be necessary for us to grow our economy?
0: Definitely, I think that. For one, I'm so thankful for your guys' investment and adaptability in such a somewhat unpredictable time with everything happening with COVID-19. And so thankful for your guys' investment in small businesses and entrepreneurs and creating the next um, generation of entrepreneurs through the pipeline. And so um, thank you for taking the time to be on our podcast. and we're really appreciative of that. Do you have any final remarks before we sign off for the rest of the day?
1: I guess uh, you know, just as a, a final remark is that um, anybody that's interested in getting involved in supporting entrepreneurship in the region, we would love to, to hear from you and uh, get involved in the various aspects of our program. We're always looking for people that want to be a part of our team, whether it's um, entrepreneurs that come in and, and volunteer to mentor students or to be a part of some of our programs or be experts for some of our programs. Um, I'm always interested in talking to the various communities, the, uh, you know, the cities and the chambers and anybody that's interested in supporting and promoting entrepreneurship in the region. We want to be engaged in a dialogue with them because I think, you know, we want to know what you're doing and, and we want you to know what we're doing. We have kind of, uh, again, our, one of our team mantras, we are entrepreneurship. Our team lives and breathes supporting and promoting and celebrating entrepreneurship and small Mm -hmm. business in the region. And That's why we get up every day. That's why we're passionate about what we do is because we think entrepreneurship is a real catalyst to making this a better Mm -hmm. place to live and work. Um, And I think it's going to be the difference maker between Mm -hmm. and I think we've seen that in the past, the difference maker between what makes us a good region and a great region.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's going to be integral, especially as we head into the recovery mode, especially after this COVID-19 crisis. And so I completely agree. Thank you so much for being a part of our podcast. um, And we look forward to working with you guys in the future.
1: Outstanding. Thank you, Rachel, for giving me this opportunity to talk about entrepreneurship in the Illinois Empire region. I really appreciate it.
0: For more information on WRCOG and the COGCAST, please visit our website at www.wrcog.us. For more information about Riverside County's efforts on COVID-19, please visit rivcoph.org slash coronavirus.